At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Thursday morning, September 22nd, 2022. It is the Beating the Book podcast. Week number three in the National Football League. The Megapod. It's Gil Alexander and, of course... The staples of the show. Thank you for uh, tuning in once again. By the way, Megapod numbers, huge. Can't thank you guys enough. Clearly, the reason for that are the staples of the show from his mom's cork attic in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Ladies and gentlemen, weighing in at 211 and a half pounds, Todd Wishnev. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, Gilly. Just played a little tennis and uh, yeah. 211 and a half down from what was the top again? I was 304.6 on April 30th, so we're 145 days in, and I am currently down 93.2 When you you get to 100, will you cheat? Will you have a cheat day? I will not be cheating until I beat Mr. Fezzik in the weight bet. Once that happens, the man is stalling. He's been around the 200 mark now for quite a while, Mm. although yesterday he fasted because he was getting nervous. (laughs) So he just texted me. He's 197 today, but that's a bogus 197. It's a a, a 197 after fasting. He can't fast every day. He doesn't understand. No, no, and he can't have have his own personal Yom Kippur every day. That's just not not, not sustainable. You just can't have, you can't atone for your sins every day, for God's sakes. No, I keep telling him, he's like Ball State, I'm like Wisconsin's rushing game. I'll get four or five yards in the first half, but in the fourth quarter, his Uh, defensive line is tiring, and he's going to get gashed. And again, for those who missed it, Todd started this 60 pounds heavier than back-to-back Hilton Super Contest champion Steve Fezzik. 62 pounds. 62. I'm sorry, Todd, I don't want to shortchange you. Uh, If Todd gets below Steve at any point, uh, this is a May-to-May bet a calendar year if todd gets below steve at any point todd immediately wins the bet he wins nine thousand if todd loses the bet by the way he would lose three thousand it's a three to one bet uh but if todd does not pass steve and they both get down to 180 united states pounds 
then it's a push. But the caveat is Steve will have to stay below 185 or 185 or below till the dura- for the duration of that bet through the next right. May. I don't think we're getting to 180. We're not. Really You're don't. passing I him. think he's yeah. – yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. He's done. He's done. Dishes are done. And the other staple of the show, by the way, from the South Point, uh, ladies and gentlemen, producer number five and eight on the uh, that, that uh, little radio show called The Numbers Game, also the host of uh, a, a name we can never remember from week to week on Visa. It's Jeff Parlay, everybody. How you doing, man? That's uh, good. Uh, I forget the name of it, too, mostly because I forget what day it is sometimes when I'm doing that show. Live bet Saturday, live bet Sunday. Uh, when, well, you can, bet Saturday, when you can hear me, we've been uh, we've been blessed with some wackadoo finishes, Gil, to oh, put it politely. You have not had to uh, try hard on those shows. No, we have not. We've, yeah. The content's been uh, a plenty. Let's yes. just say that. Yes, you didn't have to sell those shows. What a, what an unbelievable first two weeks of the uh, NFL season, which we'll get to here momentarily. And our guest, our rotating guest of the day, uh, he uh, he said to me. Uh, Earlier this year, he reminded me, he goes, hey, when I was on the Megapod last year, I went 3-0. and Isn't that an auto bid for the next year? Correct. Auto bid. Will Hill, everybody. How you doing, man? I'm good. I, I Part of me thinks I should have just rode off into the sunset because, like I said, I went 3-0. and I think I hit my upset and my teaser, so I should have just pulled, you know, retired here, pulled the Rocky Marciano and just rode off into the sunset undefeated. But I'm back. I'm going to put it on the line. Uh, excited to talk some football with you guys. Instead, you're Floyd Mayweather coming back for ex- exhibitions. Yes. Yeah. All right. Exactly. So now we, we debuted this last week. Todd, uh, maybe you were right. Maybe we should give the records first. Let's do that. Court stenographer, okay. Todd Wishnev. The, the, record, the records are gilly, very, very ice cold hot, as opposed to what? gilly ice. He's 5-1. and one. Thank he you. He was 3-0 and oh the first week, 2-1 and one the second week. He got quite fortunate with little Kyler Murray at plus 5.5. He also hit the Lions game and got smoked in the Vikings game. <laughs> you're the my only, friend, you're the, wait a minute. You're the only one who could start my five and one by saying I'm ice cold and then disparage <laughs> and then just disparage my one. I'm five and one. Suck it. I said that's very good. Oh, I was no, I was, not, I was, I was tra- that wasn't really was, the vibe we were getting. Okay, well, I, right. I, I I have a tinge of negativity towards you a at tinge, all times. Of a course. tinge. Um, your teaser record is now one and two, one. One and one, as you lost with the Vikings, yeah. you got smoked on that Vikings. So you're one and one in the teaser. Jeffrey is three and three now. He started two and one. He went one and two last week with some ugly Saints. This, the Philly uh, 76ers, which was a nice one, and the Indy game. I don't know what he's doing with wow. that. No, you won with the Sixers? Wow. I, I apparently won with Joel Embiid. That's pretty <laughs> wow. good. Good for right. you. And he lost his teaser. He's all in two on teasers. I was two and one first week also, and now I'm three and three. I had the Pats and the under in the Baltimore game, which was not even close. But I did have the Bears over 41 and a half, which was just an incredible loss because th- that game was flying over. Oh, anyway, that's I'm right. Three All your three. losses are I, just the world conspiring well, against course, you, but I get smoked on mine. Sure. Now yeah. you understand. Now yeah. you understand. Terrible game. I lost my teaser. Oh, so I'm 0-2 on my teaser. The last two years, I've been very solid on my teaser, and I'm starting off 0-2. That's weak. Uh, I believe it Guess- was a wise man who once said the teasers are the only thing that matters, Todd. Todd, what did, what did Brady yeah, do? Yeah, end up doing? Yeah, what did Brady I'm do? About to tell you, Brady. Brady, the, our guest started three and zero the first week. Was Drew? Then Brady came in with a solid two and one. He had Green Bay, the Cowgirls, and the Titans, who got smoked. And he also lost his teaser with the Steelers and the Saints. Um, now, in the interesting part is in the dogs most likely to lose category. 
I had the Bengals to lose to the Cowboys, the and so did Brady. Most likely to lose, yes. Mm-hmm. Favorites most likely to lose, right? And so did Brady. Uh, Jeffrey had the Bears to upset the Packers. That didn't happen. And Gilly had Niners to lose to Seattle. That didn't happen. But those are just well, ancillary. Well, yeah, because I had Trey Lance playing quarterback when I said yeah, that. Yeah, so that's it. Okay, so, so, so the, the bottom line is Gilly's hot at five and one. He's an outstanding guy, Gil and, and the, he's really hot. <laughs> Gill and the guests chair, no pressure. Yes. Will Gill and the guest chair five and one. Todd right. and Jeff are three and three. So what's that? That's a collective do 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 sixteen and eight. Not bad. Not not terrible. Yeah, not bad. I believe bad. Uh, I believe that's sixty six point six 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 percent. All right, so uh, bonehead, no, dumbbell of the week. Dumbbell of the week. Um, I asked Will to come together this. Who is your, and let's make this quicker this week than we did last week. We don't have to go on about this for 19 minutes. Who's your dumbbell of the week? Will, we'll start with you. I'm going to nominate myself, me and everybody else who blamed Mike Zimmer for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings shortcomings. Like uh, O'Connell was going to come in and be the magic elixir. This is what happens when you pay a mediocre quarterback top tier money. You can't build the team properly around him. And we saw that Monday night. So, uh, and I was guilty of this too. And I still like them as an over. I still like them to make the playoffs, but this idea that O'Connell was going to come in and he was going to fix everything. And and Zimmer was the entire issue. It's not, it's cousins. It's the fact, and you've talked about this. You either need a great quarterback or a cheap quarterback. You have an expensive, mediocre quarterback. It's a big problem. So I'm uh, I'm nominating myself for Dumbbell of the Week. To win a Super Bowl, you must be a Hall of Fame quarterback or be on a rookie contract and then surround yourself like the Eagles are trying to do, right, around Jalen Hurts' rookie contract with great players like Russell Wilson and the Seahawks did. Um, the last quarterback to buck that truism, and we'll throw out Nick Foles because Carson Wentz got hurt, so it's not really the same thing. But you have to go back to 2002 and Brad Johnson and the Bucks, Trent Dilfer in 2000 with the Ravens. Otherwise, the Hall of Fame quarterback or or, contra, or quarterback on a rookie deal to win a Super Bowl. Todd, dumbbell of the I, week. I'm just going to go with this Hackett clown. He can't get the plays <laughs> in. I, I don't understand. I mean, has he never been on a staff? Does he not understand how this works? There's a certain amount of time. I believe it's 40 seconds most of the time. And as that thing ticks off, if it gets to zero, you lose five yards. So I don't know what he's doing, but here's an idea. Get the goddamn plays in. It's not that hard. Oh, my God. That guy is frustrating. Let me uh, let me give you the key sequence of that game. Fourth and two at the 50. The Broncos are down 9-6. There's 6.35 left in the third quarter. This is the key Hackett sequence. They go for it and they convert. Okay, great. Uh, then, uh, so it was Wilson to Sutton for six yards. Three plays later, it's third and one at the Houston 35. They're still down 9-6. to six. And Hackett calls, or, or the Broncos call, an Andrew Beck tight end option. <laughs> and, and Andrew Beck... Of course, with and the spacing was Meanwhile, horrible. The Javante guy gets 18 yards can, every time I, they give him the I, ball. Can I just finish the, the whole thing? And so, so the spacing between the tight end and the running back is so poor. You know, the play is so poorly designed that he really can't pitch. He really, anyway, he takes a loss. So then, it's instead of going for it on fourth again, which they just had three plays ago, they decide to go for the game tying field goal, but they get called for a delay of game, and so they have to punt. And which was the most incredible thing, and Todd, you were texting me at the time. Have you ever in your life heard a home football crowd 
chant down the play clock. This was unbelievable. The home crowd, I immediately texted Gilly. I heard it on DirecTV because <laughs> I love my eight box DirecTV or my four box of there's four games. But, you know, I keep switching over to the sound. I hear them going eight, seven, six. I'm like, they see what I see. This guy can't get the plays in. This is unbelievable. I've never seen that. Before. Never seen that before, my life. You know, I, I I can't do anything different than what I can't either. You can't. It's because because it is again. He could get better. You never know. Yep. But through two games, he's worse than Adam Gase. Like that's how bad it has been through two games. Like Todd said, the dude can't get the plays in on time. It's amazing what is happening. The offensive coordinator's fault. I don't know who. He's calling the plays, Todd. He's calling the plays. He's calling the plays. He obviously obviously can't handle doing multiple things at once. And I I imagine someone will have a pick in San Francisco and and Denver tonight or, or on the podcast for Sunday night. That is going to be fascinating to see how that crowd crowd reacts if something goes wrong, oh. which it will absolutely happen early <laughs> in that game. That Hackett will do something stupid against a good San Francisco. He's he's the dumbbell of the week and maybe the dumbbell of the first two weeks. But Easily. It, but can you say he's the worst coach in the NFL? When I couldn't believe this stat, like this this stat is so off the charts that Matt I should probably yes that I should probably have researched it before I say it. But this this came up: the Panthers under Matt Rule. When allowing 17 plus points, again, not 24, <laughs> not 30, 17 plus points. Do you have any idea what their straight up record is? One in 24? One in 25 now. Oh my goodness. I've never heard anything worse than that in my life. Wow. That, that's inc- <laughs> that is that's so impossible. Off, that's so off the charts that I have to go back and look at it. This can't be true. What was the one? <laughs> I was going to say, what a moment that must have been. I mean, I don't know wow. how you're, I don't know how you're still a coach after that. I, he he should have been out after last year to begin with, but it's not like uh, not like their start to the season is inspiring more confidence. No, they like we were doing power rankings by the way. Kelly and I were doing mm-hmm. one, through, one through ten on a numbers game, and I asked him, "Who's your thirty-two? And I said, "The Panthers might be my thirty-second. They really might be because because they're they're not great at anything. And Baker Mayfield is so uh, I'm going to be kind mediocre. <laughs> like, and there's no getting out of that." So I, I, I don't Boy, know. They could easily be 2-0, though. They could really, I mean, bounce of a ball, they could easily be 2-0. It's crazy. That doesn't make them good, though. I mean, they, no. play, they play the brand. That's what I'm saying. Like, So let's get that. That's a great segue to the Thursday night game because competition matters. So the Panthers. Wait, wait, what about an in-game look? Do you want to do that? Or yeah, no? Unless you don't have to force it unless you have one you want to bring up. In-game look? I, mean, t- I, I have one delicious one that okay. was like go incredible. Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. In-game uh, look. The Falcons were moving the ball all first half, if you watch the Falcons game. Yes. And somehow found themselves down 28-3. to mm-hmm. And I think it was 21-3 at the half. I didn't take it. I said, I, I know Rams are getting the ball to start the second. I'm going to wait till the Rams get another touchdown and go up 28-3. to And at that point, I'll get some juicy-ass Falcons number with the Falcons' ability to move the ball in the first half. Exactly what happened. I took the Falcons plus 28 after they went down 28-3. to I said, this is a great bet because he... <laughs> Remember, the Rams are going to be in prevent, prevent, prevent in the fourth quarter up by this many points. When you're up by more than 20, you know, four points in an NFL game, you don't play defense. You just sit back. And the Falcons already showed they could move the ball. So it was juicy as hell. I took the Falcons plus 28 and it cashed easily. They had the ball um, on their racket to win the game. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was crazy. That was but ridiculous. I'm just saying that was. 
that was one that was real nice. Another one, I had a couple that were really good this week. The Lions, I noticed right away, they were moving the ball pretty uh, much with impunity. Washington against. could not stop them. And I also had the over in that same game because I noticed the Lions, by the way, the Lions might be your sneaky over team this year. Look what happened against yep. the Eagles. They moved it and they and they gave it up. I love over teams, teams that can move it and can't stop anybody. And the Lions just didn't want to stop anybody in the second half. As soon as Washington got their touchdown, I said, oh, we're going to have a lot of points in this game. So that was nice. Those also. are so those are good ones, There were some Tom. real nice in-games. Let me, let, let me ask you this in follow-up. I'm sorry, Jeff. Let me ask you this mm-hmm. in follow-up, which is, are the Lions a better over team than the Bucks are an under team? Because the Bucks are the opposite of that, right? Correct. But the Bucks, you know what? Their offense isn't clicking yet, and I don't know that for sure that Tommy Brady is going to have problems all, all year. But, yeah, that defense is pretty fearsome. Um, so, you know, obviously want to lean under with the Buck. I, I think I would lean Detroit as a better over team to answer your question because I'm at some point Tampa's going to start scoring points. One would think. One would imagine. Yeah. But with Detroit, real quick, has there been a player that it was just not looked at as a real prospect and not like Amon Ross St. Brown who – in year two, are there 10 guys at receiver better than him right now? No. No. And if you watched Hard Knocks, you, you could see this coming. Yeah. He, he By the way, on Hard Knocks, he named Everyone. every single <laughs> receiver drafted before him. Like, off the top of his head. Did, did, you, did you see what he said yesterday? He said, where, yeah. About a, that Diami Brown, Diami where Brown. he's looking for him on the sideline? He goes, I don't know, maybe you guys I, can I didn't tell see me him how, on many, the field at all. How, many, how many catches he had. Maybe you guys could tell me. Um, so Amon, Saint, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown with uh, Equinemius' brother, by the way, um, with a real chip on his shoulder. And so far, I mean, what was that stat? He's the third player in NFL history. The others being Mike Thomas and Antonio Brown. Good company. Eight-plus catches in eight straight games. Amon Ross St. Brown is the third name on that list. That's incredible. All right. Um, Thursday Night Football. And the reason that Will said triggered this is competition matters. So, like, with the Panthers – you know, they played the Browns and they played the Giants. And yes, they could have been 2-0, but they played the Browns and they played the Giants. Uh, tonight, Pittsburgh's at Cleveland. Pittsburgh's a four-and-a-half-point dog. Cleveland has played um, the Panthers and the Jets. Now, famously, this past week, one of them three incredible comebacks. I mean, you thought week one was great. The comebacks by the Dolphins, the, the, uh, the Jets, your Jets, Jeffrey, and of course, the Dolphins. Uh, what did I say? The Dolphins, the, the Cardinals, Jets, and the, the Cardinals. One. The Cardinals, the third one. I mean, incredible that all three of those things happen in one day. It's historical. Um, but those who—that's who the Browns have played. Still, the Panthers and the Jets. Meanwhile, the Steelers have played the Bengals and the Patriots. I get it. There's no T.J. Watt. I get it. People don't like Mitch Trubisky. But is this not too many points tonight? Will, we'll start with you. Anything on this game? Yeah, I, I would only look towards Pittsburgh. To me, it feels like a field goal game. Tomlin, as we know, great as a dog, really great as a divisional dog. Um, you know, Brissett and the Browns, Cleveland's almost become like a Big Ten college football team where they're, they're good with the running game. It's yes. four yards in a cloud of dust. Good on defense, but just no vertical passing game. There is the added, added element here. I think we're looking at 25, 30-mile-an-hour wins. Do you really want Trubisky in 30-mile-an-hour wins? I'm not yeah. sure that I do. I made the point yesterday, I think, on one of the shows that maybe we see Pickett mid-game. Remember Baker Mayfield made his debut on a Thursday night game in the middle of a game uh, right <laughs> around four years ago where Tyrod Taylor wasn't playing well. Maybe we see Pickett here. Um, but I would only look towards the Steelers. To me, this is an ugly 20-17 to 17 type of game. I know it, it's going to be ugly and low scoring with the weather, but that under is just too short to bet, if anything, 
I know I just said 20 to 17. I, I would probably look towards an over. I can't bet under. That's just such a low total. But uh, I did make a small bet on Pittsburgh plus four and a half. I think it's a field goal game. I remember that game. He's but that's not about. one. Of, that's not one of your picks, right? Well, that's not one of your three picks. Not one of my picks. Well, so I'm I'm sort of like if I'm hearing what Will's uh, throwing out here, I'm I'm sort of in Will's camp. I was asking on the radio this morning. It's about my fifth favorite play of the week, and so far, guessing yeah. lines like my initial instincts have have led me well seven and three in the contest. I'll take seven and three over two weeks, you know, span for the rest of time. Pittsburgh's about my fifth confidence play. So I'm my my dilemma today is should I put in my picks tonight? Should I include Pittsburgh as it's not a best bet on this show because it's not a top three. You're but talking about in your millions. Contest. In my millions, in my circa millions, and I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, if it's your fifth pick, they, really for me, it's thinking Thursday night when you go with contest, it's got to be one of the three best in order to. It's not bad advice two, to go ahead and yeah. and really just again you're. Look what happened this past week. You had key injuries on Friday that wanted basically blew up one of the games, which was one of my picks on this show, naturally, with Indianapolis. But I, that's what I would do. I'm with Will. I, I mean, I would only take Pittsburgh tonight getting that, four. That'd I, be my play. Well, yeah. the other thing is, too, how does Cleveland respond from that? Do they fall apart completely like the Browns have throughout the years, or do they come out and actually play well? Noted Jets historian Jeff Parlay. Was that the greatest Jets win of your lifetime? No. No, the greatest Jet win of my, of my lifetime Patriots. is to win in New England in the 2010 playoffs. That's not Playoffs close. aside. What, regular season win, that's as good of a win as they've had. 100%. The best, it, that's, I, I texted you this, that's their best win since 2015. Oh, for sure. Week 16 against New England 2015 was the best win they had for legitimately seven years. That was asinine what happened on Sunday. <laughs> One more point on this game I should have mentioned. Usually Thursday night I try to stay away from the road games because it's such a bad spot because the travel. But, I mean, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh to, to Cleveland, Cleveland is what? A bus ride? It's not that big of a deal. So I'll pro- I'm, I'm probably going to bet uh, Pittsburgh here. Y- it's not one of my plays. Yinzer, how, how far is that of a bus ride from Pittsburgh to Cleveland? How far is that? Look, you're looking about, look, you have a nice meal before Yins get on the bus. Then Yins get on the bus. You're talking two, maybe two and a half hours. <laughs> probably <laughs> about two, 15, somewhere in that range right there. Yins going to go through Youngstown. You might see Akron and that. And then uh, you're going to be there. So that's what I'm talking about. Now, I just have a thought on this football game. Yes. And that is, before Will said there's going to be a lot of wind, you know, you've got to look at the weather. It's a big deal. Now, if this wind does, dies down a little bit, I kind of lean to the over in this football game. I'll tell you why I lean. Okay? My reasoning is such. The, the Cleveland Brownies are not exactly what Yins would call a great defense. I mean, they let the Jets move up and down the field on them. Then they let the a mediocre Carolina team move the ball on them. So, I mean, it's not like Yins is, are playing against a great defense. Conversely, their offense does move the football. That 38 is really low for an, a National Football League game. I'd be very careful with this game. Now, that's taken out the window. But without the wind, over 38 yens are going to have to be real careful with this football game. And don't eat too much at your mill or you'll get fat. Wow. There it is. Todd Wishdev. Yenzer. <laughs> my, my, again, ranking my three favorite parts of that. 
Dantan, everything with an O-W. Brownies, right? That's great. The Cleveland brownies. Right. Yeah. The, the other part is the uh, when you do the lean. Like, what's that? What's the growl that happens in there? Well, sometimes if, if yins are going to lean, I don't know what yins are thinking. And I'm saying lean weird. I mean, just saying lean. Yins have leans and you have picks. And the, I have picks and leans. <laughs> and the best part of that was, do, do, 15. What's the do? <laughs> you don't say two? What's that? No, I'm not talking about. I, I I didn't say anything about that. Uh, okay, you don't notice anything about that accent. You're I'm the one with the accent, not you. Uh, all right, just you got to wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> all right, best bets. We ready to do best bets? I think we're ready to do best bets. So, what did we learn about the Thursday night game? None of us love it, but uh, it's Pittsburgh or nothing. I think uh, is what we're was what we're hearing. Best bets, sides or totals. Will Hill, everybody, at not the Will Hill on Twitter, the host of the uh, New York City cast, which we hope to have resurrected. Yes, yes, no. That's the hope. Okay. That's the hope. But for now, uh, Sunday mornings on Twitch, eleven a.m. Eastern, hosting a little NFL preview show. Yes. Twitch TV something slash something. Yes, exactly. You nailed it. That's on Rouge. <laughs> Could you help us out? We don't just go to Twitch. Like, where are we going specifically? Twitch, it's an app. I'll tweet out the link. I'll pin the link to oh, uh, for, to my Twitter page. For crying out loud. Okay. What's number one, Will? Uh, give me the Indianapolis Colts. I think we're looking at five and a half pretty much across the board here. Desperate team, 0-2 at home, getting points, getting a little healthier. This is a good buy low spot against uh, Kansas City. It's a Colts team that I'm not high on. I bet against them last week. But this is just a great spot for him catching these points. I think they'll be able to run the ball. I'm sure there will be an emphasis of getting Taylor the ball more often after getting uh, just a handful of carries last week. Give me the Colts here in a buy low spot plus the five and a half. Colts plus five and a half. I, I uh, actually made the case for the Colts over adjusted season win total. It's gone from nine and a half to seven and a half through two weeks. The 0-1 and 1 Colts. I like the over on that. But you're taking the Colts plus the points. I can already hear t- Todd and Todd's head talking about thinking about Matty Ice with that pick. I but, feel bad for Will. It's going <laughs> to the, be the fourth quarter. He's going to be down eleven, <laughs> and he's going to be driving, and it'll be like third and eight, and Matty Ice will do something, and then I'll take. A we break. should have a camera. Take on a fifteen-yard sack. We'll have a camera on Will during the game. It's poor Will. All right, Todd. What's first? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Um, my first pick is good because I'm not going to, I was going to go with that over 38, but with the wind, it scares me, um, you know, tonight. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get away from that. I'm going to go with my first pick instead. I'm going to go with your Jimmy, Jimmy G 49ers. It's my number one. Too. Um, it's my number one. 49ers two. are a real team. I believe they're laying one and a half. Yes. They're a, they're a real football team. Uh, Jimmy G, he's not a world beater, but he's adequate enough to get you to the NFC championship game with that defense and with that personnel. And, um, that's, you know, Trey Lance was the problem. Yes. Now the problem has been excised and now we're back to, you know, a legitimate quarterback. Again, I'm not a huge Jimmy G guy cause he does like to throw the ball to the other team, but he's, you know, he's adequate. He knows how to manage the football game. Get them a W. You get to go against a guy who can't get the plays in. So I think that's an advantage for a team. If the other team doesn't realize there's 40 seconds on the play clock. So I, I'm going to go with the 49ers in this spot. I just don't see it with Denver. There's just not enough professionalism on the field. And Russell Wilson, he doesn't look like the old Russell Wilson to me. Nope. There's something missing. I'm going to say he's 72.3% Russell Wilson. There's a <laughs> lot missing there. And I'm not happy about it if I'm a Denver Bronco fan. And so I think just professionalism, regular NFL football, Shanahan, Shanahanism against Hackettism, and you're going to get a 49ers yeah. W. I'm only laying one and a half. I'm just going to jump in, too, because that's my number one. It, it is Shanahan versus Hackett. Uh, there's not much else to add other than when we did the NFL preview megapod, which I did with Matt Brown at Las Vegas Chris before the season in August. This is when they hadn't re-signed Jimmy G yet, and I and I, I floated. I'm like, why aren't the Niners re-signing Jimmy G? Why wouldn't they? Uh, and I was sort of incredulous about this. Uh, Las Vegas Chris and Matt Brown co-signed immediately. Boy, are they happy they did uh, with Trey Lance having that unfortunate uh, season-ending ankle injury. And when they decided to keep Jimmy G, I immediately bet the Niners to win both the NFC and the Super Bowl at that point. So I won't add more. I'm on the Niners for all the reasons you state. I think it's about 71.7% Russell Wilson is what I have it at. Um, but here's the stat. I'll just say this again. The, the Niners under Shanahan... 31 and 14 with Garoppolo, 9 and 29 with everyone else under center. So San Francisco is my number one, too. Gil, this is poo poo platter number two of three weeks for me coming this week. Oh, I love it. I'm just going to just going to say that right out of the gate. We're starting in Chicago. Oh, no. We're starting in Chicago with the worst game of the day by a wide margin, and that's Houston at the Bears. And you are not required to watch this. NFL you are, game. I, I, well, I, it's I probably will not going to be in your eight box either, because <laughs> I believe right. there's nine games. Yeah, one, two, there's three, nine four, games. Five, six, seven, oh, eight, nine. it's yep. one of those. It's a horrible, horrible game. Yeah. I'm laying two and a half with the Bears against uh, the Texans. Ooh. And look, I, th- that'll be fun. Jeff. Uh, Parlay, oh, no, I, I, look, it's it's. It's a repeat. Going against Hall of Famer Davis Mills. Well, so here you go, Todd. Here are Davis Mills' career splits home to road. Real I thought quick. you loved Davis Mills. Davis Mills at home. Future Hall of Famer, guys. Yeah. Eight games, 14 touchdowns to one pick, seven and a half yards an attempt, a quarterback rating of 108. That's really damn good. You take him out of the 
controlled climate of, of uh, Reliance Stadium or NRG or whatever the hell they call it now in Houston. <laughs> Seven games on the road, four touchdowns, nine picks, 63 quarterback rating, 5.2 yards of attempt. That's equivalent to what Tim Boyle did last year for Detroit. Wow. Tim Boyle, not good. Um, Breaking out starting pitching. Uh, Joe, Joe Ostrowski with, the, with, with tweeting those stats out earlier this week. Ballpark factor. But, look, I don't think the Bears are good. I don't think they are at all. I think what we saw from them last week is closer to what they are. That game against the Niners, they were playing basically on Lake Michigan by the end. That's why that result got fluky. But you're giving me Chicago at home against a team that cannot play on the road. I'll lay two and a half less than a field goal, and I will surely not be paying attention to this game one bit. I will say this about that Bears-Packers game. The, the drive where Justin Fields and the Bears went into shotgun at the doorstep and they called it not a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. That drive, though, with the running game, you were like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, they could actually be good at this because Montgomery was killing it. Um, was it Herbert was killing it on that? I'm, I'm keeping track of the Justin Fields. This is my own personal thing. I'm keeping track of Justin Fields' completed forward passes versus Broncos penalties on the season. <laughs> the Broncos currently lead 25 to 15. That's what's happened. The Broncos have 25 <laughs> penalties in two games. Justin Fields has 15 completed forward passes. Eight and seven. That's amazing. It's incredible. Jeff has taken the Bears. All right. Number I wonder one. if the Bears got a top three or four pick with a pick one of these quarterbacks or would they just ride it out again with Fields? Ooh, a that's a call. great question. I think we have to find out what happens the rest of the year, but Will, they, it, it is obvious that they do not trust him one ounce, period. What number would you make on them if they had a top five pick? Let's. Whoa. What would you, What number would you make on them picking a quarterback? Top five. Boy, it would depend on where in the top five. Four. Because it's, it's correlated because the worse they are, not only you get a better quarterback, but that means the worst Fields played. That would make it more likely at four. I'd say plus 200. I don't think it's likely, but I think it's possible. Remember, this is a new regime. Uh, they didn't draft fields. But at four, you're missing the best two or three guys if they course quarterback, quarterback. Um, so I, I would say like probably plus 200. But if you got to like one or two, it would probably be, I don't know, minus money. I think the jury's still out on Mr. Fields. I think the team yeah. stinks. Yeah, I agree. It, it, yeah. You know, the offense has nobody to throw to. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm they not saying him a he's defensive be coach, too. They well, didn't give him an offensive well, guy. Well, not only that, guys, at some point, you have to let the kid play quarterback. Yeah. You're not letting him play quarterback right now. Yeah. You can't evaluate it when he's completed 15 passes in two games. Well, and he has some, some, some little sparks every once in a while. Sure does. But 15? Like I mean, no, I guess, I but that's part of the yeah. game plan, also. No, Gilly, I know, you but know he, I mean? but he, but if you're, I guess what I'm saying is all of that. What you're saying is true, but 15. Like in other words, like, uh, okay, I'm yeah. with you. It's been bad. I'm just saying, uh, you know, the, let's not throw it all on him just yet. No, 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 you're correct. And and by the way, I should say that this past week, you know, let's let's forget about the 15. His his number was he was seven of 11. So he only attempted 11 forward passes. So to your point, you know. Yeah. Snake draft, by the way, Gilly, just Sna- a reminder. Snake draft. Well, yeah. Before we get to snake draft, Will also, can I throw in a baseball note here? Will uh, text me yesterday, goes, how much, what, what number would you give me ah. on Shohei Otani not getting a single MVP vote? Mm-hmm. And I said I'd give him plus 300. 
And he goes, give me plus 400 and we'll make a bet. I go, you asked me what the number was. The number's 300. <laughs> and so we've got to get some. Will, Will, I would, some. Will, I would make that bet. I would make that bet at this point. You would take the three to one that he doesn't get a single. Yes, I think at this point, people have diluted themselves so badly. Diluted? He might not get a vote. Yeah. He yes, might not correct. get a single vote. Oh, the first place. He'll, I mean, he'll get all the second place votes. I think every single ballot at this point could easily be Judge Otani. We have a hard out. We have a hard out today, and we're talking about Shohei Otani for real. <laughs> I don't think he could play quarterback for the Bears either. Oh, you want you want Jeff and I? You want Jeff and I going on a Braves Mets tangent? We can do that. As oh, well. we can do that for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Number two, Jeff Snake. It's, it's your pick, actually, Gil. Oh, right. Well, yeah. I guess it is my pick. Yeah. Okay. So number two for me, San Francisco was my number one. Number two, I am going with the, I'm debating what's two or three, because I have them in, in mind. I'm going to go two with the, and this, this shot up during the week for me. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens, road favorite. Are we going to give him two and a half? It's minus two and a half, minus 125. Let me check. Ooh, two and a half would be even better. Yeah, it's, it's kind of. I think you give him two and a half. I think time. you give me two and a half. Yeah. Bam, even better. Give yeah. me minus two and a half. Yeah, I'm a little bogus. Um, okay. I didn't. That's not bogus. It's half and half, brother. Well, you're you have to be laying twenty five, but okay, whatever. We'll give it to you. Go ahead. This guy. It's minus um, ten behind us. I listen, Baltimore. I don't know what the heck that was on Sunday, but you're beating the Dolphins by twenty one twice, including thirty five to fourteen in the fourth quarter. Uh, on guessing lines on Monday morning, I kept screaming, "Do you have safeties? Like, how do you allow? You have the the fastest wide receiving duo in the history of football, arguably." In uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, how do you allow either of those guys to get behind you? They were sitting on short routes. It was it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So I think, listen, I I agree with the sentiment that it's going to be interesting to see how many really good skill position players Baltimore has outside of Lamar Jackson. Yes, Mark Andrews at tight end, but will Duvernay and Bateman really turn out to be good wide receivers? They shown they've shown flashes. I get it. Will they have any semblance of a running game? I'm totally on board. I get it. Like those are those are legitimate concerns. But I don't think New England's any good. I don't. And New England's one and one. They could very easily be zero and two. Pittsburgh had their opportunities. They had pick sixes dropped last week. Then it was the muff from Olszewski that turned that game. And then there was the Nelson Aguilar catch at the end of the first half. Those are a lot of little different things. Those are three things I mentioned. But any one of those three things goes against the Patriots. They probably lose that football game on Sunday. So I don't think the Patriots are good at all. I think the Ravens are a vastly superior football team. I will happily lay the two and a half on the Baltimore Ravens. No problem with that. Jeffrey? No problem with that. All right, let's continue the poo-poo platter here, Gil. Poo-poo platter. I don't care that the number's gone against me, but the number was wrong when it first came out. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons, pick them against the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, oh man, he is really On the road. Uh, Just watch these two teams through two weeks. Yeah. I don't care that Seattle beat Denver. That had more to do with Denver than it did do with Seattle. Since that first half, the Seahawks offense has been a disaster. Putrid. And you look at Atlanta. Todd, that game, you mentioned it in the in-game game of the week. The over in that game was awesome, too, in the low 40s, where Atlanta was moving the ball. The Rams basically did whatever they wanted when they when they were still fully playing, and that game went way over all the in-game totals. Atlanta's offense is not bad. 
And Marcus Mariota is a pretty clear upgrade over Matt yes. Ryan. Yes. Pretty clear through two games. Preach. They haven't even used they they haven't even used Kyle Pitts. And their offense yeah, has still he has been not, competent. He has not have been good through, the first through two weeks. Through two weeks. Yep. I think I I don't care that Seattle has this great home field advantage. They suck. I'll take Atlanta a pick on the road against the Seahawks. And just to be clear, the line went with you. You 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 don't you don't care that it. That's I don't a worse ca- number. I don't care that Atlanta's been bet here. Yeah. I don't care on yeah. that. But I think the Falcons are a better football team than the Seahawks. That's hard to argue with. Dodd. I'm going to go with the uh, Tennessee Titans versus the Raider game. I want to take it under 45 and a half. Um, I think Tennessee is really struggling at skill positions. Um, You know, there's nobody to throw the ball to. And uh, I think they're going to play a lot of games like they played the Giants game the first week of the season. Throw throw last week out against the Bills. Bills are going to score a million on everybody. And you noticed after the first drive, Tennessee could do absolutely nothing. They lined up the they they loaded up the box against Henry and said we're going to take Henry out of the game, which they did. I took the under 70 and a half rushing yards when I saw what was going on with Henry. He had like 16 at that point, and I'm just like, they just decided. The Bills just decided. Look, Henry will get tackled as soon as you give him the ball. Now, would you like to try something else? Whatever you'd like, sir, here's the menu. You could throw it to your garbage wide receivers all day and your crappy tight ends all day with your mediocre-ish quarterback named Tannehill all day, but we will not allow that big train to beat us, and they didn't. They just stopped him. I think a lot of people are going to realize that. Just stop Henry and and force Tannehill and the skill position guys to beat you, which I think is going to lead to low-scoring games because I don't think Tennessee can do much on offense. The Raiders like these long drives. It's always with the long little, you know, this, I, I don't know what this Raider, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that the Raiders are this explosive offense. I think they're good on offense, but it, it takes some time to get down the field. I think this is the kind of game 23, 20, 23, 17. It's a grinder under 45 and a half. Give it to me. You know, I think the Raiders take a long time on in their drives and uh, you know, Give me the under. That's a that's a pretty interesting football game because we are going to learn so much about those two teams in this game. Like if the Raiders can't figure out a way to beat the Titans, like when does Josh McDaniel Josh McDaniels start to get on our radar where we're like, oh, maybe he sucks too. Right? Like, I mean, we don't we don't think of him like, hey, who's the worst coach? We don't think of him. But like you have no pedigree to stand on. I know you coached under Belichick, but you don't on your own. And then there's Tennessee, and everything you're saying is right. These teams have to know that, right? Like, they can kind of only beat you one way. So why wouldn't you just sell out on stopping Derrick Henry? And like you said, hey, Ryan Tannehill and these other guys, beat us. Why? I, I just think that's a really fascinating game. It's only week three, yeah. but it's an elimination game for the Raiders already. Yep. In that division? Yeah. For show. For show. Will, what you got, number two? I'll stay on that Raiders Titans game. Uh, give me the Raiders. I made a case yesterday on a numbers game for the Titans having the worst record. I think Henry's not shot, but man, he's had a lot of touches, a lot of carries. He's going on. He's going to be 29 by the end of the season. They have injuries both sides of the ball. To me, the Raiders have played tougher competition. They definitely should have won the game a Sunday, as we know. Uh, that was a kind of toss-up game against the Chargers week one where they just had a bunch of turnovers. To me, the, the Raiders are just clearly a much better team. I'll lay the two and a half. It's still two and a half, right, with the Raiders. I will lay yep. it with uh, with Vegas here. I'm saying two. Yeah, t- Will, you, you you don't need the hook there. Yeah. You're good. Okay. Two. Yeah, Yeah. two across the board. Will, you're a snake in, so you get three, two. Number three for you. 
Give me Arizona plus the three and a half. Uh, all the reasons you guys mentioned with Atlanta and the Rams last week, Atlanta moved the ball at will. And even though that was 28 to three, people could say, oh, it was a phony final with the Falcons blocking a punt to get in the back door. No, no, no. The, the Falcons moved the ball, moved it at will, missed a short field goal, had a turnover on downs right around midfield, had another interception as they were going in. Atlanta moved the ball. The Rams have not been impressive. I, I think they have questions on their offensive line, their defense. They got murdered week one, a couple weeks ago, Thursday night. To me, this is, uh, you know, you're getting three and a half in a division game at home. Uh, give me Arizona here plus the three and a half. And for whatever it's worth, maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's something playoff revenge. And it, it, Arizona got embarrassed that Monday night wildcard game last year. Figure they come out here uh, in a good spot. Give me Arizona plus three and a half. Arizona plus three and a half. What, by the way, what was the more uh, of those three comebacks? It's an impossible question to answer. Oh. What was the most amazing of all of them? Was it the Jets in that small window coming back against the Browns where Kareem Hunt? Because if the guy falls down, the game's over. Yeah, yeah just, can I just finish the question? Kareem Hunt not getting out of bounds with 202 left, and then Nick Chubb scoring. Uh, could have been over right then, as Todd was pointing out. The, uh, the Dolphins down 21 in the fourth, let just letting those receivers behind you. And then the Cardinals against the Raiders, which... The knee jerk is to say the Browns jets, but the Cardinals were so bad in the first half. They were down 20 to nothing. They could do nothing that I, I don't know. It might be the Cardinals. By the way, they also struggled to get to, to even, even to get back and win that game. It felt like they were clawing and scratching and clawing and running and Kyler Murray's running around for a hundred years. And it's like back and forth. (laughs) And it's like, it didn't look easy. It was like, we have to do everything we can to get back in this game, you know? And then he almost gives the ball away. He flicks it into the, into the stands as he crosses the goal line. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Like, what are you doing? Can you just take a step in before you do that? It, you know, it's a lot closer than I think a lot of people would 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 say. And also, too, this is no disrespect to what Miami did because yeah. that was incredible. Also, yeah. granted, Tyreek was running wild, and about in, no one was in, in twenty any miles other of, week, right? Yeah, in any, any other week, week, it would be it would be no doubt it would be Miami. I think you still have to lean the Jets because the Jets are still. More worse than Arizona yeah, is. Yeah, I just you gave up a 13 point lead in a minute 30 seconds to Joe Flacco at this point of his career. Well, the Corey Davis touchdown, nobody was in the screen. No, no one, no one, no one was in 35 yards of him. It's like okay, we're just going to give him that touchdown. And then the, I think you also have to say when from the Browns. Like, are you talking about before they go in for the touchdown? Or are you talking about after they miss the extra point? After they miss the extra point, teams lose all the time. And that's remember that well, Cincinnati Miami oh, game I had the, with the loss of the touchdown and the onside <laughs> kick. Make it remember about that me. one? Let's make it about remember me. that one. That was the greatest the, one of all time. The, the Browns, the Browns sequence of events, though, right? Not going it out of bounds, crazy. hunt. Not not falling down if you're Chubb. Um, letting Corey Davis just have a pasture in front of him. But onside, onside kick recovery. What sixteen percent last year recovered onside kicks? And the year that before, was a beautiful I think it was onside less. kick too. The way he laid the ball down, that was beautiful. Beautiful. And then Joe Flacco. I mean, does Zach Wilson get him in the end zone? We'll never know. You know, he was playing. He was playing good all game. He Flacco. was. I yeah, think Flacco it, played it, well. It, he was. I saw more emotion from Flacco after that win than I saw him after the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Uh, Todd, number three. My number three pick is going to be going out to the Falcons game um, that Jeffrey was talking about. But I like the over in this game. 
Uh, the Falcons against the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks, as Jeff um, clearly stated, are not good. Yeah, there's there's really there's really nothing to say there. Very I mean, good their offense stinks, yeah. and the defense is mediocre. I mean, well, it's just bad, bad, bad. Um, to me, though, this game could be or Seahawks are going to be at home, so I think Geno will get something. You know, it's not like the Falcons' defense is really lighting anything up either. So I think Geno can get you something at home. You know, he still can throw to Metcalf. He, there is something there. They could, you know, they could get some points for you. And I think the Falcons are going to move the ball in Seattle. 42 in an NFL game is not exactly, you know, high. Now, granted, we've had a lot of unders this year. By the way, remember the first week I said everything under, 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 and it's been a real under week. You guys were like saying, well, what about the illegal contact? The illegal contact thing has just been a phantom. It's been the normal illegal contact that they've well, that been was doing the, that was the question I asked. Do they just yeah. park it for the preseason and they don't actually enforce it once the regular season starts? You, know? yeah, you do have exactly. to wonder, though, if these defenses are playing differently, knowing it's being enforced, and that's le- leading to some of these free releases and worse defense. That's a good point, too. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I didn't want to get off on the illegal contact um, you know, whole issue. My point is, I think Seattle's just a mediocre football team. They're at home. They might be able to get you some points against a mediocre Falcons defense. And I think the Falcons can move the football. So, uh, 42, give it to me over. By the way, Iowa Rutgers, 34 and a half. What are you doing with that? Too high. Too high? Too high. Too high. Wow. Rutgers is getting seven and a half or eight, too. That's ridiculous. That part. You know what it'll be? It'll be 10-10 going to overtime. Ah, The people who took the under (laughs) will get screwed. The two-point conversion uh, matchup will get it over. Wait a second, Todd. You think both teams are going to be capable of scoring from the 25-yard line? Come on now. It's incredible. (laughs) All right, Jeffrey, number three. Oh man! So uh, this was this was a, the one where I struggled here because I did like those first two that I had, and you feel the pressure to continue with the poo poo platter. Yeah, so I am going to go with the Miami Dolphins getting six hmm. at home against Buffalo. Now hmm. going against that train right now is scary. Freight I understand train. that Buffalo has looked awesome through the first two games, but Buffalo's got a lot of injuries on that defense right now. Milano left that game late. Uh, Phillips is hurt on that defensive front. There are a bunch of guys who are going to either be hampered with injuries or they're going to be out this week against Miami. We know the history of the teams from the Northeast going to Miami and struggling with the humidity early in the season. We know that with New England. Hasn't happened as much with Buffalo, but keep in mind, up until three years ago, Buffalo stunk for 20 years, so you can't really take it on that. But I am. I will say this: the one thing with that game against Baltimore, and we didn't really see it in Week One, and it was mostly because I think just McDaniel is trying to figure himself out. How the hell are you covering Bold Hill and Waddle? I don't care how good your defense is; those two guys are so fast, and they're faster than every D back in the league. You're not covering both of them unless if you double them, and you can't double both of them. This feels like a high-scoring game. I also looked at the over here, but that's a big number at 52-53 right now. But I think Miami stays in this game. And I don't think to – I think to uh, – I think what we saw, and again, it was a little out of control in the fourth quarter. I think Tua is going to have a good season with a real offensive coach there now. So I like Miami plus the six. Could this go horribly wrong and Buffalo smacks them? Of course. But Ryan Fitzpa- a lot of points. Ryan Fitzpatrick said something very interesting about – you talk about Tua – he was, he, he, this was on, I guess he has a new broadcasting gig. I think it was NFL Network, was it? I can't remember. Maybe uh, Amazon, uh, Amazon. Amazon. Amazon, by the way, where we stream again tonight for Amazon. The, um, 
I don't like this streaming thing, by the way. He's, Me neither. We'll get back to that in a second. He he said, um, Tua, here's the thing about Tua. He's not, he doesn't have a particularly strong arm. He's not particularly fast. He doesn't have, you know, he's not particularly good at sort of escapability. That's my word, not his. So what does he, what does he have to be without all those? He has to be elite when it comes to accuracy. And Ryan Fitzpatrick says, and he is very, 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 he's three varies, good when in that category. Um, but what the takeaway from that is, it also does leave a very small margin of error, right? Where it's like, okay, well, you got to be great at that. And if you lose that, and by the way, early in the game, there were some times where he missed a couple of receivers where I'm like, well, there you go. You can't, yeah. if you don't have oh, that, you one. Yeah. But those receivers were so like Tyreek Hill was behind it. Like, I don't know. So he threw six touchdown passes. The other thing though, I would say about the accuracy though, is if you look at the advanced analytics, his receivers, the last couple years have had the smallest separation away from defensive backs and defenders as a that'll collective. Change. Yeah. And that'll change now. So I don't know. I think reports of him sucking are premature is I guess what I'm saying. He's a, he's more than likely a league average quarterback. No, I'm gonna go a little, maybe a league. little bit higher than yeah. league average, but now he has again, the two, the fastest duo of yeah, wide receivers ever. we may have ever seen ever, in the league. Oh, by the way, they're both pretty damn good on top of yeah, their speed. And they're great. Um, my final pick is, and I'm again for me, this is all if you if you kind enough to listen to this podcast, but you also listen to Guessing Lines with uh, my Mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews on Monday. And by the way, this is the thing: the Megapod we don't air before we put it in podcast form. Guessing Lines we air on Vison and then we put it in podcast forms and podcast form and those numbers are still spectacular but my instincts on guessing lines weeks 1 and 2 this year have been really good and I will continue to just follow them until I fa- until they fail me and so my instinct on this was one I had San Francisco minus 3 which was my number 1 pick and Denver was favored at the time of guessing lines I couldn't believe it and that as we know has swung towards San Francisco the other one that I couldn't believe and we sort of ran into a wall was the Monday night game I thought Dallas and the Giants should have been a pick and the Giants were favored at that time. And I like Dallas here. Dallas is a one-point dog now. I like the Cowboys. I, I think, as I just sort of picture this in my mind's eye, a Monday night game, I think this is Micah Parsons on a national stage just absolutely wreaking havoc on Danny Dimes and the New York Giants. And I will say this, after... After the Cowboys were probably the worst team in the NFL in week one, that game against the Buccaneers, they bounced back in a big way. And Cooper Rush, I'm going to say something and let the hate wash over me. Do it. Cooper Rush may not be that massive of a downgrade from Dak Prescott. Yes. Will it be a few points? Sure. But is it like seven or eight? It isn't. No way. No way. It's closer to field goal at most. That's what I mean. At most now. I And, and, he seems to have something going with Noah Brown. I mean, these aren't the names we thought we'd be talking about with the Dallas Cowboys. But I think ultimately they have the better football players on the field. They have two or three guys that are better than anybody the Giants have on the field. I like the Cowboys Monday night at home. And I think the Giants, I after this, going 2-0, and I think the Giants go down for their first loss. I'm with loss. you, Gilly, on that because I have that Dallas in my teaser. You talking uh, about teaser? Yeah. I, by the yeah, way, te- I, I teasers like, have sucked no this year so far, by the way. Yeah, they have. But the, the Cowboys aren't going to lose by more than seven to the, the Giants. The Giants aren't going to beat anybody by more than seven this year very often. I mean, the Giants just don't have enough of an offense. And like you said, you get that fearsome Dallas crazy pass rush against Danny the Dime Boy. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I I love the D- Dallas in the, um, in the teaser. Okay, um, so we've all got our best bets in there, which brings us to uh, Survivor. This is optional. Who's who's still alive in Survivor? Do you, are you alive in Survivor? Oh, Jeff's out. 
Todd, you never. You, how are your survivors? I'm out. You're out. I'm out. Will, are you yeah. in Survivor? Next question. <laughs> this crew. I'm still alive. Jackson, Jacksonville week one. Thank oh, you very much. You're welcome. Uh, Washington Commanders. As all my DC buddies were like, let's take command, Gil. We hate the name, <laughs> we hate the name so much. Um, okay. I still, I'm still in it. I have three of my five still alive. The candidates are among these four. And by the way, this is the first week, so like in the two-year, two-week history of Circus Survivor, this is the first week where I've openly on air, and Jeff will appreciate this because Jeff was with me for most of this on a numbers game. This is the first week where I'm just like recommending teams that are like two-point favorites. Oh, yes. Because it, it's like, I don't know... <laughs> I don't know what you're supposed to like, I don't know who the... What you, about the Chargers? Well, so, the Chargers? so here it is. Here are the candidates for me, anyway. Because there's some teams I want to, you know, like the Kansas Cities and the, uh, the Kansas Cities of the world and the Buffaloes of the world, I kind of want to hang on to them. So the candidates are the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, who are five-point favorites on the road against Jeff's Jets. I like that one. I am not touching the Eagles against the Commanders, because what could go wrong there? The Chargers are the second candidate. They're seven-point favorites against the Jaguars, except for here's the problem. We all assume Justin Herbert's fine. Yo, oh he's, yeah. he's day-to-day. We may not find— He didn't fi- look too good at that in the field the other Oh, day. he looked—and the thing is, our deadline for this is Saturday afternoon. We may not know his fate till after. You could be stuck yes. with Chase Daniel. Oh, for Easily. fuck's sake. You don't want that. Joe Burrow. Right. Joe Burrow to go one and two is your, is your play. Well, hold on, and here's here's the uh, the third candidate. Why can't I find the third? What was the third now? The third candidate. Oh, was the uh, the Minnesota Vikings six point favorites against the Detroit Lions? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I. To, Will was talking about that game earlier. Oh, I wanted man. to say, didn't it look like Darius Slay knew every play? He's like, I know oh. where you're passing this. I think Rob Pozzola tweeted out Darius Slay led the Vikings in targets on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. It's very true. And Kirk, that was such a reminder for those of us, and let me raise my hand, for those of us who this offseason are like, this is the year. This is the different year. This is the Vikings year. Of course. Stop, it was such a quick reminder. I was like, oh, yeah. He, he is who he thinks he is. Gilly Ice, I mean, Maddie Ice and, and Kirk Cousins are who we think they are. They are what we, that's it. They, he's not going to be different. So here's my fourth candidate. This gets back to what I was saying earlier. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Uh... 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I actually have the Niners as my fourth candidate in Survivor. See, that's just a testament to how pathetic Hackett has looked. And, and, because, how, and how ridiculous these games are. Like, why should I be more confident in the Vikings than I am in the Niners? Like, you can't convince me of that. If I were alive here, I would take Chicago. <laughs> that's, that's how bad this slate is. That's <laughs> ah, great. Don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Davis Mills is going to show up on the Hall of Famer Davis Mills on the road, But, that, but that is, that's the thing. I, I'm laughing because that's not outlandish to me. They will be picked. They absolutely they will be, be picked. picked. In fact, I will say I will put the over under at ten and a half picks on them. Well, they'd be more than that. So, I mean, they will be picked more than just as you know one stray person. Yeah. I just think the this is the year where the, the survivor everything I've ever said about Survivor for two years, like I think you almost have to throw it out the window. I don't think any of us knows a damn thing about anything, and it's and it to me it gets back to that. I'll say it again. I'm say it every week at least for the first part of the NFL season, going from four preseason games to three has had such an adverse effect on NFL outcomes early in the season. A sport that's already impossible to beat uh, pre-flop ATS makes it that much more out of whack to me because we didn't have a uniform way to play the preseason. Before it was like, everybody plays week three, everybody sits week four. Now it's like some teams just punt on the whole preseason. The, look, the, the Broncos are a great example. Broncos played nobody in the preseason, and Geno Smith played every game, and we saw what yeah, happened. The week Broncos' one. problem is they they played their preseason games without a play clock, so they didn't have, <laughs> they they didn't practice that. They well, well, that. well, also too, and this is why I again, Buffalo probably is the best team. Yeah, but I don't love that everyone has decided that they might be one of the all time greats through two weeks. Well, because they legitimately played early. a team. Don't they played in week one. That was the Rams preseason game week one. But, but I say shit all the time on a yeah. numbers game that people then misconstrue what I said. Yeah. Right? Great example, Will. Yesterday, I say on the show, "Hey, do you think if the Mets get down two games and you know down the season that at some point they realize, oh well, playing the Dodgers in a best of five might not be the worst thing in the world?" And then you hear people say like, "Oh, he thinks the Mets don't care." Two, the Mets in the teaser. Two earlier, <laughs> two earlier was uh, was one of the things. Was what, what were we talking about just now? Oh, I was talking about how the Bills remind me, right? They remind me of those teams from the '80s and early '90s, like the Niners, like the Skins, like the Cowboys, like the Giants, where they come out of the shoot and you're like, they're winning the Super Bowl. That doesn't mean I think they're as good as those teams. That's a different story. But people are like, you think they're as good as the teams of the it's 80s? No, no, that's not let's, what I said. Let's, no, let's it's, it's, yeah. you know, trust me, you yeah. wasn't referring to you on that. No, no, I, no I just, I'm just saying. I, people misinterpret. Sure, what, yeah. but I, again, I I think it's a lot tighter at the top than people want to want to make it out. I think I think, right. I think Kansas City, I think we all... Oh, we, I, I was dead wrong. We all we all prematurely killed off the Chiefs yeah. in the offseason. Them and Buffalo are going to play another epic postseason game. This year, it's just a matter of where that game's going to be. <laughs> Can't be any better than last year's. Hard, hard to beat that. 
I was big on the Chiefs won't miss a beat, but I must say they weren't overly impressive last week. I mean, they should have lost the game. That's typical Chargers, just figuring out a way to lose games. Yeah. Yeah. In Arizona, week one was all beat up. So, look, I think the, the Chiefs will win the division. I think Mahomes is great. Reed's a good coach. It's a good home field. But it's not like they've been dominant through two games. That was not a great performance last week. Mahomes could have easily had three or four picks. I agree with you, Will. But the one thing is, as we know with potentially great teams, when they're winning games they probably shouldn't yeah. early in the season, that's usually bad news for everybody later in the season. Plus, that great division doesn't look so great anymore. I mean, we talk about all the issues with <laughs> Wilson and the Broncos. That, the Raiders right. are 0-2, and they have a game head-to-head already in hand with the Chargers. And the Chargers, in a league where the margins are so thin and these games come down to a play, a call, the Chargers have no home field advantage. So they got yep. 17 basically road games. If you want to say nine road games, eight neutral. Sometimes the Steelers, the Packers, those teams that travel into L.A., it's a, it's a road game when L.A. is even at home. So in, in a league where the margin's so thin, I know it's a loaded roster, but that's a huge disadvantage. Yeah, and, Her- and Herbert might be hurt, like, worse yeah. than we think. Like, that's the biggest thing. But that's a great point about the AFC West. We have, like, this thing in our head, oh, it's the best division in the history of football. It, it may not be good at all. Like, it just really it might be not be. Maybe one and a half teams. Yeah. All right, so now, uh, so I don't know. Uh, by the way, I don't know which Survivor play I'm playing. I have multiple entries. That's the other thing, because Survivor will mess with your head. And now it's the old thing. Like, I was an advocate of, you know what? Having multiple entries is overrated. That was always my thing, because it's like you only play the last one optimally. This year is so Meshuggah that I don't know what to do anymore, because if I play it all with one team, obviously the risk inherent are obvious there. But then do I really want to have to deal with three different teams also on Sunday? Like, what's the point of that? So great, I'll sacrifice. You know, like, you got to consider you'll lose one of them at least. Like, what am I really doing here? So it, it's, I don't know, Survivor is, is a total mind, uh, it's a total, total mind meld on that. Um, all right, teaser. Teaser of the week. Two teams, six-point teaser. Will, what do you like best? Yeah, give me the Packers and the Texans. Uh, the, both games with low totals. The Packers, there's still enough one and a halfs out there where you can get this to seven and a half. And you think Brady versus Rogers, high scoring game. This is going to be probably an ugly low scoring game, a total in the low 40s. Both offenses a mess. Give me uh, Rogers getting over a touchdown. And then Texans Bears, that's self explanatory. That's not going to be a thing of beauty. Getting eight and a half there, I think, is a good play. So it'll be the Packers and the Texans teased <laughs> up to seven and a half, eight and a half, respectively. I legitimately didn't think about either of those two. That Packers Texans teaser. Teasers have been tough this year. Todd? The, Todd. Packer, the Packers, uh, you, you see the Packers at one and a half. I see them only at one or pick them. I, I got I got three books with one and a half, Todd. What okay. does that count as? Okay, so Packers, so Packers. Seven I can give you another one if that doesn't count. Out here. It's it's That's it's, fine. it's yeah, he gets the one and a half. Okay, yeah. The so Packers plus seven and a half and Texans plus eight and a half for Will. Okay, I'm gonna go with the Dallas Cowboys plus seven. I just think that the Giants aren't going to be beating many people by more than seven, and with that Cowboys defense, I think it's going to be very difficult for the Giants to score a lot of points. So. You know, how are you going to win by seven when you might only score 13 points? So give me the Cowboys plus seven. And then my second one is going to be the LAC. I'm going to take a chance and say Herbert's going to be okay. Uh, and I'm going to go with the LAC to just uh, minus, what are they, minus seven? So yeah, take minus down one. To one. So take LAC down to one and with the Cowboys plus seven. I, you know, as long as Herbert is going to play even if he does even if he's you know so so I still think they can get past the the Jaguars who are improving but still not ready to win uh you know in a in a 
Yeah, obviously, man, it's not really a road game. It's like a neutral site game. But you can give me the LAC minus one. Jeffrey? In a teaser that will aggravate the people who like math <laughs> because the traditional Stanford Wong teasers have been so kind to me oh, I know. through the first two so weeks. Bad. I am going to push Pittsburgh up to 10 yes. tonight against the Browns, and I am going to push Detroit, the Lions, to 12 oh, wow. against Minnesota. Detroit was a big-time consideration this week. I'm just concerned that their defense will have a bad outing, but the one thing we know with Detroit, I think that offense is actually good. And even though it is Jared Goff, even, what was that? They're going to be the over team this yeah, year. Yeah, so I, I agree 100% Plus, with what you said earlier, Todd. They are the over team. And I don't think Minnesota's going to be able to cover Amon Ross St. Brown. So we are going completely non traditional. Let the people who like their math yell at me on Twitter. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. If the teaser wins, I don't give a damn if the math is wrong. Well, here's the thing. And I try to do this on a numbers game. We try to do it on primetime action. I try to do it on a podcast. We don't want to be so dogmatic. We don't want to be one of those shows that adheres, you know, 1,000% of the time. You have to do it the mathematical way or else you're wrong and you're a horrible human being. It's betting. Sometimes the other ways work, too. And you may be a horrible human being without the team. That's correct. 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 (laughs) Best point of all. Uh, I'm going to go half and half. Dallas Cowboys, absolutely half of my teaser leg. Tease them up. Uh, to, oh, I get, I'm just getting them to seven. seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll still take the Cowboys up uh, plus seven. And I, what is the, what is the Falcons number? What have we it's settled pick on now? Pick them. Oh no. So then I'll take the Bengals and I'll tease them down to basically just having to beat the New York Jetropolitans. Um, the Jets can't possibly go two and one, right? I think the Bengals <laughs> get off the proverbial schneid. And I think Joe Burrow now off social media Gets it done. So I'll go Cowboys Bengals for my teaser. Gil, is the season over for Cincinnati if they blow this game? Oh. I. No. Our division is pretty bad. So. They won't win the division, but could they sneak still into a wild card? Yes. But there is, after that, there is no margin of error. But yeah, I mean, the fact that we're having that conversation. How about this? What's more surprising? Uh, two weeks ago, if I came to you and I said, hey, the Bengals are going to be 0-2, the Raiders are going to be 0-2, or the Colts are going to be 0-1-1. What's the more surprising, or the most surprising of those three? Cincy still. Cincy? Yeah. Indy because of the two opponents. Yeah, they played crap. Yeah, but the Colt, but this is, this is now what Indianapolis is. Indianapolis yeah, is a didn't. team that comes into the season ill-prepared, and, un- and, and they're completely not ready to play, and... Look, again, I'm a little bit different on this because I thought Houston was going to win the game outright week one, so I wouldn't have been that surprised if they lost the game or tied Jacksonville in week two with how poorly they've played down there. But this is what Indy is. They are not ready to play early in seasons under Frank Reich for whatever reason. Jeff Jeff was the only anti-Indy guy I knew. So far through two weeks, you look good. Though I will say this. I would still bet Indy, again, just the season went until over, and I would still bet them to win that division. But the problem is the number didn't adjust enough. No, to make it a sexy. Jags are winning that division. Jags, just hang up the banner right now. Jags are winning. Hang that it up. Division. Hang up the banner. I, I will. That division actually is a lot of fun for betting right now because Jacksonville, if Herbert plays, obviously a, re, a, a real underdog this week against yeah. the Chargers, and then they play in Philly next week, where they're probably going to lose that game too. And I know a lot of people 
texted me this week, hey, is this the time to bet the Jags to win the division? Like, no, they're yeah. going to lose the next two yeah. weeks. Wait it out. Well, that's what I would say about the Indy adjusted season win total. Maybe wait for them to lose to the Chiefs before you bet it. By the way, speaking of hanging the banners, I went to a K-pop concert in uh, Toronto, Canada with uh, my uh, with uh, my beloved Gracie, 15-year-old Gracie. She loves K-pop. And uh, it was the Toronto Maple Leafs Scotiabank Arena. And so they had all the you know retired Maple Leafs jerseys. By the way, I don't know if you know this about the Maple Leafs, but you, a couple guys with the same numbers have been retired. So it's not really retired. It's like, hey, number nine, this guy, and number nine, this guy. And so she was asking me, like, oh, who are those guys? I had no idea who any of them were. She was like, do you know anything about sports? I was like, I don't know. So the the, the Maple Leafs have multiple Yogi Berra, Bill Dickey situations. That's correct. That's correct. There was multiple numbers. Multiple Yogi Berra, Bill Dickey. Good call. All right, final two questions. Which of the big favorites, man, is the most likely to lose outright? And by big favorites... I mean, nothing really that big, but here are your candidates. We'll go between five and a half and seven for this exercise. Chiefs, five and a half point favorites on the road at the Colts. Candidate number one. Bills, six, six and a half. That's called six. Six point favorites on the road against the Dolphins. Vikings, six point favorites at home against the Leones. The Bengals, six point favorites on the road against the Jets. The Eagles, six and a half point favorites at Washington. And the Chargers. Seven-point favorites at home against the Jaguars. Why do people pronounce it that way, by the way? Jaguars. Um, Will. Will Hill, everybody. Not the Will Hill. That's with two E's on the V. What you got? Most likely to lose outright. Chargers, just because of Herbert and the injury. And uh, who knows? Maybe he's okay to start, but it's going to hurt every time he throws. I forget. Might have been Sims or one of the, the former quarterbacks who's in the media talking about playing with broken ribs. Every throw hurts. Every time you breathe, it hurts. Uh, so for that reason, I will say the Chargers could be upset here by the Jaguars. <laughs> Todd. Todd, by the way, I've never noticed this about your uh, co- your mom's cork attic because you never have the camera pointing in this direction. Do you have a barn-like ceiling there? What's going on? It, what are you talking about? Because there's a curve to your over your right shoulder. The, there's a curve to it, and it looks like you're at the top of a barn. Yes, yes. We're in a barn. We're in farmland. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's just a question. This guy, I don't understand this. This skill guy's a bit of a jag off in that. I, you know, just whatever. A, just a question. Anyways, um, <laughs> Dan, I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take uh, the Washington Commanders yes, to be the team. That's mine that beats too. The Eagles. I'm going to say that the Eagles are going to come in sniffing themselves, so to speak. That's mine. Um, yes. They they win. They look like literally the Super Bowl champions the first two weeks of the year. And I don't like those kind of football teams in the National Football League. You get a little too high and mighty. You get a little too fat and happy. You get a little too whatever the uh, cliche is. And all of a sudden, you go on the road in a divisional game, and something comes up and snaps at your ass, and you go down. So give me the Eagles to lose to the Commanders. I was convinced. Carson Wentz revenge game. I was convinced I was going to be the only person to pick the Eagles on this. I I agree. Funny things happen when the Eagles play the – Washington football team. Because <laughs> we really have no evidence of the commanders. But yes, you, sir. Minnesota to lose to Detroit. Oh, I know. All of these are so possible. You. All right. That, that really requires no explanation, does it? Uh, that, that's very simple. Yeah. Kirk Cousins out. Jared Goff's Jared Goff. More than possible. No. You see Jared Goff's girlfriend on Twitter? Oh, my God. Huh. That is hellacious. Same, girl, is, same girlfriend he's always had, right? 
Is it? Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. I, Hard I'd never, I'd never seen her before, and and she oh. was, she was on Twitter in like a bikini that was barely um, existing, and you know. Speaking of I girl, still am. Speaking uh, of keep Ime Odoka away from her. I was going to say, <laughs> spe- speaking of girlfriends, how about Ime Odoka, who is uh, engaged, I believe, to Nia Long, and uh, might be gone for a year for a uh, consensual liaison, let's call it, with someone in the uh, Celtics organization, but apparently that's against team rules. And it was explained to me on Twitter today by someone who was an attorney, because I was like, a year for that? Like, I had no idea, a year. And he said, the the issue is, is that it's if the people are at different levels of the organization, Uh, that... It turns can, into this yeah. thing where you can That's like the like, harassment thing. The harass exactly. So you can't. You have to punish that gravely, which I thought was a fascinating answer because I didn't understand otherwise. I'm like, really, a year? That happened to me when I did a lot of uh, a numbers game hits. I had certain uh, hosts, <laughs> you know, hitting on me, and it was a big problem. I had to like talk to somebody. You may Doka should pull the Costanza. Was very, very was that wrong? Joke. Should I have not done that? What's that? Say again. The, the Costanza one that was yeah, circulating yesterday. Remember George, you know, has the the thing with the cleaning lady on his desk, and he comes in the office and says, "Was that wrong? Should I have not done was that?" Because that- <laughs> no, he had sex with the cleaning lady, right? Is yeah, that yeah. Saying, well, and he goes, "I didn't know." You know, had somebody told me that yeah. was a- <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's um, one of the greatest ones ever. Well, and then the last one, of course, is uh, we live in a bizarre world. You are forced. You are forced. Someone forces you to bet every single game on the side. Imagine that. But you're allowed one free pass, one game where you're like, I'm not betting that with Dodd's money. Will, what's the game you want no part of on the side? Uh, I'm going to go Ravens, New England. I could. I, I think the Ravens are better for all the reasons you stated, but can't you just see a few days from now, like, you know, a whole week of, wow, New England's not any good, but somehow they're two and one again. I just don't know. New England at home, getting points. I would stay away from uh, New England and Baltimore. That. I agree with uh, Will. I, I I think there's too much of question marks surrounding the Ravens and the Patriots. You know, uh, I'm with I'm with Will on that one. I don't want any part of that game. Jeffrey Parlay. How the hell can you have a side on New Orleans and Carolina? Yeah, I, I know Carolina blasted them there last year, but these teams aren't any good. At least offensively on New Orleans's case, so that Saints and Panthers easy. That's I, the first mention of that game, right? We haven't talked about the game yeah, at all. That's the first mention. <laughs> I'm going to do the first mention of this one. And I, I made a bet on this earlier in the week, and I hate that I made this bet. <laughs> I bet Tampa nice. Bay early in the week, uh, giving two and a half, and now I'm now I'm regretting that bet entirely. Mike Evans obviously being out, but like my my reasoning for that bet was Tampa Bay has the best unit on the field in their defense, so that's why I made the bet. But I don't know, man. Tom Brady is so erratic with his behavior now and just his whole general attitude. He looks gaunt. Um, I was just about to say that. He looks too thin, that guy, right? I mean, far be it for me to call anyone too thin as I am the king of thin, (laughs) but he looks really thin. He looks really thin. And and Julian Edelman said something on Inside the NFL um, yesterday, which which was interesting, which is, you know, they, they signed Cole Beasley, and Julian Edelman's like, Tom's a tough learn and Tom is tough learning somebody new. So it doesn't happen that quickly. Now, I don't know if Edelman was being bitter because they didn't call him, but that sort of sticks in my head too. So I don't know what to do with that game anymore. That's the one that I wouldn't, if I had a chance to do it all over again, I probably wouldn't touch. So I think in some form we talked about every game, but that's uh, that, that is true about new Orleans, Carolina. That was essentially those two games were the last we spoke of. 
my guess would be he wanted Edelman and Edelman said no. I, I would think they would go to Edelman first, but I, I'm, I'm a guess with all the concussions Edelman's had and all the issues physically that Edelman's the one that said no because that would be – Edelman um, said they didn't know, call him. Edelman said they interesting. didn't. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. That surprises me. Yeah. He was like – it was one of those things where you couldn't tell if Edelman was joking about like being, him right. being upset about it. Yeah. So you kind of think there was some truth. And then Edelman said, well, I'd only play for the Patriots anyway. So I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. We've done all we can do. So what are we, 16 and 8 combined on this show through two weeks? We were 10 and 2 week one, and then we went 500, basically. No, we went above 500. Yeah, we were above 500. Were we? What were we last week? Oh, no, we were exactly 500 in terms of the collective. So 16 and 8 overall through two weeks of the NFL season. We will take two out of three the rest of the year. Are you kidding me? Um, so hopefully it continues. Thank you, Will Hill. Appreciate it, man. As always, auto bid. Now, if you go three and zero here, you are invited back later in the year, or do we wait till next year? Gonna have to check the rules. Check you check the, the rules as league, always. Right? That's how that works. Yeah, I think you get a second appearance this year for sure. Okay. Yeah, you might All get right. one anyway. But three and zero is auto bid. Uh, for Will Thanks Hill, for having me. Thank you. Uh, we'll get a where, where? Where can people find you again? Twitch. Twitch, Sunday mornings, 11 Eastern, uh, breaking down all the NFL games presented by Pickett. I will tweet out and pin the link. Presented by Pickett, you said? Pickett Sports. Pickett Sports. Okay. Get the sponsor in there. And you can find out all the information at not the, with two E's, not the Will Hill. Todd Wishnev from his mom's Cork Attic, from the barn Cork Attic. Appreciate it, Todd. At T. Wishnev is my uh, Twitter if you uh, like to. At T. Wishnev if you want to see uh, Todd brag about beating people in tennis. That's always fun. And then Jeff Parlay, whose real name, by the way, is Jeff Parles. We're looking into why he pronounces it that way. Uh, but Jeff Parlay, who is, uh, what, eight months shy of a wedding? Is that what's happening? Eight months? What is it, eight months now? Nine months. Nine eight months, months I, eight I, months. I, man, I don't, I, I, don't know, I don't know math anymore, Gil. Eight months, I think, is right, though. Bet, what is it? Live, what's the date? What, live bet. What is it on Saturday and Sunday? Live bet Saturday, Sunday. Live bet Saturday. Live, live bet, bet Sunday. Sunday. And then the date of the wedding where everybody's invited, everybody. Oh, I'm not saying a date. It's in May of 2023, but it's in May. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Lisa Parlay might have a heart attack if I say everybody's invited. Um, that's when Jeff is uh, getting married to uh, former Division II tennis star Margaret. Yes. I'll crush that Margaret. I'll there we go. Her. Here it is. <laughs> Talking trash. She can't even defend herself right now. <laughs> crush her. Oh, crush oh, Margaret. By, by oh, my top's been forehand. My top spin forehand is coming in big time now, so it's not just Mr. Slice to the backhand. He hits it, a uh, mean slice to the backhand. Again, he's also 18 feet tall. The he one is. weird dynamic going on in the household right now, I'm a Mizzou grad. She's a Kansas grad. Oh, she's got the better football team. She currently team. has by far the better football yeah. team, which is a big change. Yeah. <laughs> Kansas, Alabama in the college football playoff <laughs> will be a lot of fun. What's the, what's the line on that? Give me a line on that game. Minus. Ooh. Well, if Kansas got there, then it would have to come way down. I mean, 28 and a half. Kansas is good though. They're fun. They can run the ball. Kansas is a lot of fun to watch. Daniel's a legitimate player. That's a, that's a good team. Take the over too. Take the over. The overs have been real good. Already hit their uh, season win total over after three games. Them and Vandy. All right. For Will Hill, for Todd Wishnev, for Jeff Parlay, Gil Alexander. Thanks for listening. Appreciate everybody listening to both this and guessing lines. Good luck with all your week three bets and the national football league. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.